0: You're listening to Money Minded, your mortgage and real estate news podcast. I'm your host, Randy Vance. Backseat driving is the one and only Joey Candidate. Hello! So, you want to be a loan officer, huh? Well, you're in luck because part two of this five-part series is about to kick off. Katie Pelcher with Loan Depot is our guest in the studio. She is paving the way for this next generation of loan originators. The word of the day is community. Community today is november 18th 2021 this is money minded i mean i just love that new jam i love that new intro good yeah Cha-ching. yeah i love it <laughs> um all right well let's get the disclaimer out of the way shall we Money Minded is a fun, hip, super cool way to learn about all things in the financial world from mortgages to investments and real estate and beyond. As a mortgage professional, anytime I am giving my opinion or advice related to the mortgage world, I am doing licensed activity, in which case, I must disclose my NMLS number, which is one four five five six two eight, and my company NMLS 3240 Equal Housing Lender. For more info, please call 541 385 6112. Man.
1: Yeah it's so gonna get
0: oh so it's gonna
1: get so much faster
0: as no I feel like as I get older it's gonna <laughs> just get longer
1: <laughs> and to disclose so. mine really quick
0: oh yeah oh yeah. well let's welcome Katie Pelcher with Lone Depot to the show <laughs> thank
1: you Absolutely. Do you want to,
0: would you like yeah, to disclaim? Yeah, Katie
1: Pelcher. Uh, my NMLS number is one five eight eight five one four. Um, I work with Lone Depot, uh, One seven four four five seven. Sure. She had to look
0: go. at her business I, card. I Remember, she works at Lone I Depot. Did. That's funny. That's funny. You know, this will be on YouTube.
1: I've got my shirt on too. I really can't forget. Four people are going to watch it Only and they're all five in this years. room. So it's Okay. <laughs>
0: So, so tell us. Thank you for joining us uh, for "So You Want to Be a Loan Officer." Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. I feel so honored.
0: <laughs> We're kind of getting to know each other a little bit before the show, but just just let people know we've kind of met it, met over the last few years in mm-hmm. the in the industry. But um, I don't really feel like I know who Katie Pelcher is. So tell me, who are you? Yeah. And how did, and how the heck did you end up in the mortgage industry?
1: Yeah, um, I grew up in Welch's, Oregon, a really small town on Mount Hood um speed
0: limits 45 through there just so yeah, you know do
1: not mess that up <laughs> i figured that out the hard They're way very serious uh so grew up there um went to western oregon university and competed. i did too you did yes oh that's so funny oh my god <laughs> how about probably that probably only a couple years difference right
0: yeah, yeah, it was ni- 1998 and <laughs> 99 was the last time I was there.
1: Yeah, that's not that, the number that started like, the year I graduated, but I that's born. okay.
0: <laughs> okay, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, as, you were, as you were, as you were.
1: we might have had the same track coach there at the time. Uh, Mike Johnson. <laughs> have you seen one of,
0: Do you think I've run track? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> no.
1: You can also throw
0: i can throw yes 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 (laughs) i
1: was a jumper i didn't run track i was i was a high jumper long jumper triple jumper i think i still have the um indoor record for high jump so wow what is it uh five seven and a quarter
2: five seven and a quarter that's awesome
1: (laughs) thank you (laughs) so that was you know most of my growing up was doing track and then after i got my degree in criminal justice so Absolutely related to the mortgage industry. <laughs> Did you know that the
0: DEA is setting up shop right next door to us?
1: Perfect. Great.
0: So after the show, you can just go apply for a job over there.
1: Yeah, then I'll be done. Perfect. Who wants to be a mortgage?
0: <laughs> okay, so criminal justice, mm-hmm. and then I mean, how how do you how do you end up in the mortgage business?
1: Yeah, um, I took time right after college to just travel so like most millennials i did the the van life but it was a truck and we tent camped across the country for a month um all my family's in upstate new york so i moved to upstate new york um worked at a brewery and a climbing gym and a ski shop did all the typical (laughs) bend lifestyle things in new york (laughs) um but it's more like vermont's farmland was where i was Um, oh yeah
0: vermont and the
1: adirondacks (laughs) oh wow yeah. And then um, did a month on the road back, uh, same thing. And halfway across the country, we, uh, my boyfriend and I at the time chose Bend as a place to put our roots. So we convinced a landlord to rent to us with no jobs and two dogs <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and just wow. came in. And we're like, we'll figure out, you know, jobs here. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've been there. Uh, been here since like six years ago, moved to Bend. And
0: you decided not to work for? I mean, did you have aspirations of working for like the the FBI or maybe even the CFPB? No, no. <laughs> they're, they're one of our four listeners. Really, they subscribe, so we're we're good. You gotta
1: be good, perfect.
0: Yeah, well, the FBI <laughs> is fantastic. right across the parking lot. The DEA is right over there. But I'm guessing that you're so doing pretty careers.
1: well. backup careers, I'm doing okay. Because <laughs> here you are, five years later. Yeah,
0: um, you know, it's funny. I when I got out of. Uh, not when I got out, when I stopped going to school. When I left Western <laughs> <got> Oregon, <laughs> I moved down to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, and my uncle had a mortgage company at the time. Mm. And I was making in 1999 12 an hour as a funder. That was my Whoa. indoctrination. My goodness. Yeah, that's, so. That's
1: pretty good pay for that, I would imagine. 12.50 an hour, right? I yeah, mean. yeah, <laughs> I was
0: rolling, I mean, I was. I was legit in my (laughs) 1991 Toyota Celica GT. I had a CD player in there, too. What happened? (laughs) This is going to be a great show. What
2: happened?
0: So, all right. So, you just sort of fell into this. Did you have a guide, or are you self-taught? Did you decide, like, hey, I'm just going to apply for this. This is what I'm going to do. Screw being a cop. I'm sorry. (laughs) Forget law enforcement. I'm going to do this.
1: Yeah. I... um. Let's see, I had moved here without a job, so obviously was trying very hard to find a job in Bend right away, and um, it's not an easy town to get started in, come to find out. <laughs> few not. few are, but this is definitely not. Um, so Still
0: kind of a good old boys club,
1: it unfortunately,
0: is. but it's getting better.
1: Yeah, for sure, it is getting better. So I had a college degree and applied for Enterprise and started working at the Enterprise here in Bend um, for the first year that I was here, and so... Um, naturally after one year, uh, in that company, I was like, what else can I do with these (laughs) skills? (laughs) So, uh, I just started kind of looking and, um, originally Loan Depot in Bend was iMortgage. So I started with them, um, just under five years ago and interviewed with the branch manager there. And we just connected and clicked really well. Um, and I came on as his assistant and so, had a lot of just learning experience I, with no industry background it was it was you know being a sponge taking as much as I could so huge mentorship there right. um, learned just so much from that and I helped um, a few other loan officers with that too um, but definitely just fell into the position <laughs> so let's
0: let's just get this let's just get this straight so five years ago you start as a loan officer assistant essentially yep
1: for- D- yep. for
0: Derek. Mm-hmm. Can I say his name?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I was, okay. That's why I hesitated No, too. that's okay. Derek, I'd <laughs> oh, love yeah, for Derek absolutely. to listen to the show. So yeah.
0: so you started out as a loan officer assistant um and then you probably got licensed somewhere along the uh, along the way.
1: I was licensed 3 months in. 3 yep. months in. Yeah, which oh my goodness, the the NMLS testing. I was like, this will be fine. I I was a 4.0 student. <laughs> I passed one percent <laughs> on your first try on my first that's try. better than that's most that is better than most <laughs> in three months yeah uh, yeah that's, <laughs> yeah that's good
0: and now you're the sales manager right yep you're the sales manager and a mortgage what do you call yourself a mortgage specialist loan, loan consultant, officer, consultant the okay there's like 10 different name. names yeah. but we, we all do the same <laughs> All the stuff. same thing so um how do you get your book of business
1: yeah um Well, having four and a half years of just being in the industry was really advantageous to me to just be able to meet the people, um, have friends and associates that I've known in different communities uh, really reach out and know that I do this. (laughs) So I'm an approachable person that they could ask questions to. So that was probably the biggest um, factor in just how many friends would come to me for questions and then friends will refer friends. So that's that's and if you really piss huge. off
0: all of your friends in the beginning, mm-hmm. they're great to practice on because you know that they're still going to be your friend after <laughs> yep. it's
1: all said and done. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> you gotta hope your friendship has enough foundation. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I I started doing more like the Instagram reels or trying to be mm-hmm. um, more forward with what I do because uh, right. you know just being someone that can. You can reach out to, and I've seen a lot of success with that of people that I've known for years that are like, I didn't know who to ask this question to. Is this something you can help me with? So that's been huge. And, and outside of that, I mean, community is the word of the day. And so we've, you know, I, I do, I play volleyball here all the time and through that volleyball community it's those people that have common interests and trusts mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to come to me as um, someone to ask those questions and hopefully I can turn that into a book of business down the road.
0: That's awesome. Um, what is your most unreasonable fear?
1: Yeah that question's so fun. <laughs> I was trying I was really trying to think of this. Um,
0: it. Ha- I mean totally unreasonable. Yeah. And, I'll, and then I'll share you mine if, if you want to know.
1: So I want to do like industry and non-industry. So non-industry, when we were driving back across the country, um, we stopped in South Dakota and there's like the largest um, underground caves. And I'm, you know, we're in this and they're talking about how people will spend four days under under the caves, like miles deep in, the, in there. And I'm just like, what if an earthquake happens? <laughs> and I was terrified of just like, south dakota earthquakes are not very prevalent thing there but i was so mortified that 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 would happen this is just where my life would end (laughs) so
0: not a lot of spelunking in your future no i
1: i mean i do it okay (laughs) but and i tried to rationalize it like okay this isn't really (laughs) realistic she's like an
0: adrenaline junkie (laughs) she is i think so i'm definitely afraid of that'd be like me saying I'm going to the dentist. I need oh, yeah. another rush. That's my most unreasonable fear. <laughs> I would fear, be more afraid of the, the dentist and the yeah.
2: critters and all the stuff that lives in those
0: caves.
1: Mm. Oh,
2: spiders. Yeah. No.
1: I don't think there's that many animals in the caves bats you didn't see any bats, bats for sure yeah there's got to be those okay but, so but industry related fear yes is um just not knowing the answer to questions when i started in this mm-hmm. it was so hard for me um to talk to friends that would you know you you work in this you should know the answer and yeah. i was always like I, I don't i don't know what to say and that i'm supposed to be the one that people are coming to for that so that was really hard getting started in it and um being the expert or being the person that they're coming to for advice and and you stutter over yourself and um so it's unreasonable because (laughs) i have come so much further from those questions that i didn't know the answer to um going on and finding the answer researching it further than i probably ever would have if i just knew a general answer to that question uh, and then going back and teaching it is how you learn and absorb way more information so
0: there is so much that you can learn, and I don't think any one person can know it all. If you've ever looked at what guidelines look like. Let's just say, for instance, <laughs> the FHA change. guidelines <laughs> are over 1,000 pages.
1: Yep. The FHA
0: guidelines. <laughs> so when, when people, when We clients, did that as a
1: trivia question.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Really, at OMA. So tell um, actually, tell us about that, because yeah. you know we're, we're talking about community today, getting involved. Um, with like-minded people and I know I think the the first time I met you was through my colleague Sean Dunn Mm -hmm. um, at an OMA event so Mm -hmm. Oregon Mortgage Association do you feel like that's also helped kind of catapult your career just getting in the middle and and learning by osmosis yeah
1: absolutely Um, and more so than that just the confidence through it Um, the more conversations you have about the industry the more conversations about unique scenarios unique borrowers um, and then kind of realizing that maybe what you thought was um, was correct but you didn't feel confident in that and then talking to someone else that also says the same thing you're like oh okay this this is right and this is the right way to think about it so um, getting more minds to bounce off. Um, OMA is Oregon Mortgage Association um, we're a nonprofit that had a few chapters throughout the state currently um, active in Eugene and Bend or Central Oregon rather right. um, and I was Derek had brought me on and really been a huge mentor to me. So he was the president um, four years ago and he invited me into one of the meetings and we did um, a charitable uh, foundation, charitable event. I forget who we were raising for at the time. Bethlehem in, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, a local nonprofit. Um, and it was just really fun to meet a bunch of different people in the community. And since then, it just really grew Um, we tried to do more industry events so that you um, could learn different products that are available through different people Um, and it and it is just since then uh, Sean was the president previously and now I'm the president Um, and we've just focused on providing that community for <laughs> yes. for all of the mortgage lenders. Um, you, the last thing you want is to have a client that maybe you can't help but someone else can mm-hmm. and not having a place to send them or answers to give them and just, right. Having them feel like that buying a house is never going to be an attainable thing for them, so it's huge to keep it within that mm-hmm. community and and help them in any way that you can. So you don't
0: you don't get extra points for saying community, just so you <laughs> no, know. No,
1: I'm gonna keep we, saying we will we.
0: keep a counter. We'll have a running counter. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so allow me to date myself. Very similar path um, as far as just being involved in in like OMA. Mm-hmm. Now before OMA. Um, Oregon Association of Mortgage Professionals, OAMP. Now that's mm-hmm. dropping, that, that that's definitely dating me. In, <laughs> in 2005 through 2009, 10, mm-hmm. it was really big. And things just sort of fell apart. And then Ben sort of just became this really, Abrasive, competitive, like eater, eater be eaten.
1: Having not ever been in that, hurts. That hurts hurts me. (laughs) And so now,
0: (laughs) what I I can say, and I'm just I'm shouting out for OMA is, is that I feel like it's sort of united us. Like, right, you know, I mean, there's so much business to go around. We talk about how fast Bend is growing. How Central Oregon as a whole is going to continue to grow for quite some time. So, yeah, if there's something I can't do, being able to say, hey, you know, go go talk to Katie over at loan Depot. I know that she, you know, she got one done for another client and Mm -hmm. because not all mortgage companies are created equal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if it's lost, if it's a lost opportunity on you, it doesn't, it doesn't gain you anything by not providing someone else to it too. If anything else it gives you that, um, respectability or being, you know, respected that you're going to find a way to make it happen without a benefit to yourself. So that's, that's really huge.
0: Cool. Well, um, What's what's the one bit of advice you have for new loan officers or for millennials, who, people who are trying to break into the mortgage um, into yeah. the mortgage world?
1: I would say first is finding a mentor, finding someone that's going to um, really coach you through it. Even just overhearing conversations, you get to hear um, ways that questions are asked mm-hmm. that can kind of uncover the hidden questions bones in the closet <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of of credit credit backgrounds <laughs> or anything else uh, so that's huge just having um your hands and more opportunities to see it all um and also just um kind of learning the ways that people have done it well and where they've failed so we always do awesome fails on our monthly meetings of, what did you do wrong so I don't have to do it wrong. It <laughs> so, sounds like a really good
0: best of. Yeah. <laughs> what it, What did you learn?
1: Oh man, I, I feel like I learn something new all the time. So oh. I don't, I can't, I can't feel find something specific there.
0: The question was rhetorical, and we will omit that from the recording, <laughs> or we'll keep it on here just to just make it incredibly know. uncomfortable. Perfect. All right, well, let's um, wrap up the interview, if you don't mind. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. We will cut that part out. Um, <laughs> Katie, same question I ask all my guests. What's the best way to get in touch with you? How can yeah. people get in touch with you?
1: Um, phone, phone call calls always the easiest way. Uh, 503-593-1416. And if you want to see me try to make some hilarious Instagram rolls, <laughs> reels, my uh, first initial and last name, Kay Pelcher.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, the word of the day is next. And this week, Heather Lowry is out again. We wish you well, Heather. Speedy recovery. This is the Central Oregon Real Estate Update. You know, I I found a uh, I found an article published by Redfin, uh, published in fact today by Daryl Fairweather that Redfin predicts a more balanced housing market in 2022 and they've got a couple of little things in here that I sort of kind of want to digest and dissect. <laughs> Mortgage rates will rise to 3.6% bringing price growth down to earth. Okay, we, you know, rates are already kind of on their way up. We knew that. Um, new listings will hit a 10-year high which will hardly make a dent in the ongoing supply shortage. Why? <laughs> Rents! Prediction number three: Rents will increase by seven percent. Probably it, more than probably, that here. I think it's nine point seven. Oh. Home buyers will relocate to affordable cities like Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Harris, Pennsylvania, over the Sun Belt. Okay. Really? All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so far I'm not entirely buying it, but let me tell you the one thing that does have great concern of me. Prediction number 10, that the department of justice will crack down on how real estate agents are paid. This is a pro red fin. This is definitely a pro red fin. Uh, in 2022, the department of justice will crack down on how agents are paid. And it is possible that buyers will eventually have to pay upfront for their agent instead of the more common setup now, where the seller pays the commission for both the buy side and selling side of the closing. If buyers have to pay up front. Many of them will likely pay more attention to the services their agent offers and get more cost conscious, which will allow companies like Redfin or assist to sell or, you know, I I don't want to say cut rate, but folks who can do it cheaper, right? This is going to really play into their court. If it be, now becomes a buyer's expense, so um, again, that's by Daryl Fairweather. Those are not my words, um, but I really find that prediction on if they make if they make it to where buyers can you imagine, Katie? If, no. if buyers had to pay,
1: I saw that article too, and I was like, what a difference that's going to make. <laughs> did
0: you see it sitting on my desk, or did you no, read it? I
1: saw it actually this morning. God,
0: I, I will never doubt you again. <laughs> so I. I you know, there's a lot of great things that you can get on um, on on their website, but I just feel like that is that that that's so pro Redfin, that's so mm-hmm. pro big business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of these mom and pop realtors, uh, it's just going to be I, tough. Yeah, I I it's being a
1: hard a hard sell too, because it's just going to be a even higher entry level, right? Space. I think I it's going to be I, a I disadvantage understand. for buyers. Yeah.
0: You know, so then there's no true zero down, or is it a, you know, hey, we get paid when the loan closes? I mean, so w- will they bring that in at, at closing, or will they have to sign buyer agreements? How does it work right now, Joey? Tell us, how does it work when someone signs a, is it a buyer's agreement? A buyer's agreement, yeah. Okay. Explain, what is that? A buyer's agreement um, is an agreement
2: with their agent and them to either buy, or to help them buy or sell their home.
0: Right. They- you know, it's a contract between you and them. Is there any recourse? For me? Oh, for well, them. as the agent or, or for the client?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you can terminate that. It's not,
0: right. you know, I, I have fired clients before. Yeah, um, but you, clients don't pay you up front as a buyer's agent.
2: No, they do not. Right.
0: Okay, well, that's a real head-scratcher for me. Yeah, I don't get it. That's all I got for the Central Oregon real estate update um, other than stabilization. Stabilization. I know that Heather will approve that. Stabilization. Stabilization. And with your Central Oregon mortgage news, it's still me, Randy Vance. (laughs) Holy rising rates, Batman. Average rates for a 30-year fixed is all the way up to 3.24%, actually, as I was writing this, it went up. It's now 3.25% based on how rates were yesterday. So this is even a little outdated. That's 15 uh, That's fifteen basis points up from last week's show. That's pretty significant. That's significant. That's significant. Uh, the 15 years also up a dozen basis points to 2.62. Also, again, um, 2.67. I really need to do my homework better. You know, you try to get a day ahead of things. And oh, it's okay because you're about to get to our favorite subject. Ready? Oh, fantastic. Go. And jumbos are still down there. <laughs> Nobody listens. Nobody listens. 3.15, <laughs> borrow more. Money is cheap. If you're going to take a chance on the market right now, eh, my opinion is borrow more. Uh, Oregon Live published an article this week that forecasts Bend and Portland to have the highest job growth for all of Oregon in the next 10 years. Yeah. That's good for real estate. That was very interesting. Uh, I hope so. Right? Yeah. So, it, it, my personal opinion 2022 is going to be a, another phenomenal year. Yeah. And while Redfin says that we will no longer see double digit increases <laughs> in values, I'm I'd like to listen to this show a year from now. I, I think I'll set should. a calendar yeah, reminder. Yep. I'd like to see exactly how how much growth we've experienced. Yeah from now until this time next year. Um, Also, President Biden signed into law the first part of the Build Back Better campaign to the tune of $1.25 trillion. I don't know how many zeros that is, but it's a lot. Treasury Secretary says prices will remain up there until the COVID pandemic is over. My question is, when do we know it's over? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i thought it was over <laughs> yeah
0: I thought, I thought we were done oh
1: shoot
0: when i mean when do we actually really know what is over is someone going to come out and say hey it's over
1: is that did that just happen is it over? did randy vance just <laughs> declare th- the end I of the pandemic did.
0: Did. <laughs> no it is it's still serious and people are still dying of this it's definitely not over. Yeah, we got, yeah. We got so some time we're just to just The 2020s are fantastic. Uh, 18% of all homes sold in the third quarter of 2021 were sold to investors. Yes, that is a record. Wow. So you've got rent imp- rent price increases 7 to 10%, I'm going to say, year over year, and what they keep doing. And investors are buying these places up.
1: That's so surprising to me. I yeah. mean, it makes sense, but... What a difference.
0: I mean, and money, that's nationally. So yeah. money talks, and that's why investor loans are higher risk. They mm-hmm. require a higher down payment. So if someone's got the money, they're going to easily win the offer, and, and yeah. cash Especially is still with clean. Rents yeah. rising you
1: know?
0: at the national. Yeah. So for those first time buyers that do listen, to all two and a half of you, um, don't waste your time. Stop paying rent. Uh, Two thousand twenty-two is going to be another great year for the real estate industry, uh, says nearly all major networks and news outlets, uh, along with Fannie and Freddie. That's your money-minded mortgage news. All right, are you ready for my opinion? I am always ready for your opinion. That's Do you want, nice. nice really, you want to know what really? You want to know what really irks my potato? <laughs> Sorry, that's something that my my Norwegian grandfather used to say, along with "ufta." But
2: Ooh, oh, I that say really Ufta irks all the my potato. That
0: irks my potato. <laughs> well, you know something about being Norwegian and Scandinavian, I guess. Uh, the new door in our studio—we've been was- waiting nearly six months for a door with a window in it. It started out being a full glass door, then went only to the top half, and now we are stuck with a one square foot window with bars on it to remind us that our studio is like a prison.
2: Let me out!
0: I would need a sledgehammer and a sawzall just to stuff a cupcake through it. (laughs) Who writes this crap? Anyways, the door is the definition of 2021. Great expectations followed by lesser than results, which in time has led to first world problems. Anyways, that's just my opinion, but it ought to be yours too.
2: and omissions why we weren't perfect coming to you last week live well uh i was <laughs> but i do want to play something for you real quick hold on okay so here's the deal last week our podcast you happen to do something that you say you won't or shouldn't do shameless self promotion That's exactly right.
0: And if you don't believe That's not me, what the show is about. Listen to, <laughs> Listen to this oh, all my ten of you. Are you guys oh, ready? Here God. comes. But, you know, then you end up just you end up being like a dog chasing its tail right. with the paper trail. Right. And that's, you know, that's one of the tough things, but I will tell you when you've got folks like Kent Newman at Canopy Mortgage and Randy Vance at Directors Mortgage <laughs> working for you, guaranteed to have <laughs> good service. But, you know, then you end up just you, you end up being like a dog chasing its tail. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, you think? Oh, man. I, I apologize. I apologize to our listeners for that <laughs> shameless self promotion <laughs> cut. Wow. It was just a slight error. Yeah. I, I don't know that it was an error, but really, I don't do the show so much. To to boost my book of business, sure. I do the show really mo- mostly for awareness. I love seeing that people can build generational wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. what I love about being a loan officer seeing those the, the light come on in someone's eyes, yeah. right when they buy their first home. You know, I th- I'd almost say there's something magical to it.
1: Yeah, I really appreciated that when you and Kent were discussing that too, because um, seeing the people who I helped purchase their home just mm-hmm. before the pandemic happened, um, and just how much uh, equity they've gained and how much further that's put them ahead, or the ability to consolidate debt that they had before they purchased and now save on interest um, has been so monumental for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing it in my age group and in my friend group, has it just you know gives me that extra excitement of the job that I have and what it can provide back to people, so... Yeah, I really appreciate that that generational wealth and just how much owning your home versus renting can help you.
0: <laughs> I did not own my first home until I was 15 years in the mortgage business. Wow! Yeah. Wow! I bought my first home in 2016. Can I ask why? Uh, you know, I didn't take very good care of my credit. I. Mm was okay just paying rent. Rents were still cheap. You know, right. I could get a three bedroom, two bath house in Bend for 900 bucks a month. Oh why, why buy? You know, there was a little bit of risk. I came sure. out, you know, I came out from, you know, working five, six different companies in a three year stretch where those companies no longer existed. Yeah. I was sense. a little scared to get a mortgage, you uh, know, and and the market has bounced back. And, and I'll tell you that, um, you know, doing this job is definitely a allotted a completely different lifestyle than I ever imagined for That's myself. Awful. You deserve it. Yeah. Well, thank you. So yeah. does she. Katie, yes. thank you and for joining us. And all the people us.
1: who are thinking about coming into it deserve it. Absolutely. <laughs> Have conversations. Hey, do no, you want people. to mentor me? What?
2: You want to mentor me?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Come on, Joey. <laughs> Come along <laughs> in the day be, of, the of a life of a loan officer. <laughs> it might be
2: time to leave the real estate business and become a loan officer.
0: <laughs> you're not working for me. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm not. <laughs> Well, that was a fun show. We did it. We did. Katie Pelcher from Lone Depot. Again, thank you so much for being here. So you want to be a loan officer part three. We'll continue after the Thanksgiving Day holiday. No show next week. Uh, We have a brand new loan officer joining us. uh, Yeah. December 2nd. And one of my mentees, if you will to get that perspective of what it's like to be really new in this business. So, listen fresh for blood. that. Yes, fresh, <laughs> fresh blood. Questions or comments about the show, be sure to email us at info at Great show. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, yeah happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, you guys. Oh, ditto.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>